hey, there's a chance we'll be using our grown-up language in this episode. So if you have little kids around, you might want headphones. You might also want a stiff drink. Hey, I'm not judging. Please parent responsibly. Hi, this is Adam. And this is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. And we forgot our beverages. Uh, cheers. Cheers. Clink. Cheers. Clink. Audible clink. We are not currently drinking beverages, but I promise we did. We did. They all went down. They were great. <laughs> Buttery smooth ciders. Yeah, mostly we've been drinking apple ciders spiked with a very cheap whiskey. Yeah, it's been a thing, and um, I'm not against it it's Although, been working today i made a drink and um adam came by and drank it and i was like oh i haven't stirred that yet and he was like <laughs> oh we know <gasps> i can tell i can tell <laughs> <laughs> it was like a ounce of floating like, yeah it was just like floating, floating like top. canadian club on the top of it <laughs> that was not smooth right so sorry that's okay it was my but thank you for making me booze anytime i mean i can pour things into a glass Mm-hmm. Like, I, can, I can measure them. You, they're the master of drinks that have and in the name. Uh, truly, truly. So, if it's something would... and something else, then like I could make it. Yeah, because the recipe is the name. Except like a dark and stormy. I don't know what's in that. Uh, a dark and stormy is like rum and I think ginger beer. Maybe. I don't know. It's rum and ginger beer. Maybe like limey stuff. I don't know. Me neither. But it sounds complicated. So yeah. I'll just gin and tonic. <laughs> Rum and Coke. Yep. Seagram and Seven. It's it's good. So, anyway, Jack and Coke. All the and Cokes. All the and Cokes. Yep. Buzo and Coke. I mean, sure. Coke is magical, and it, it really makes is. really terrible things taste fine. Yes. So. <laughs> Coca-Cola, making terrible things taste fine. That's yeah. their next ad slogan. Since we used to have cocaine in it. <laughs> yes. So how's your week going? Uh, my week's fine. We had Halloween. Uh-huh. We had all, not very many trick-or-treaters because it was very cold and windy. Um, so the trick-or-treaters we did get, I was like, take a handful of candy. And they would take like two. And I was like, no, I said a handful. And then I would like throw the candy at them. It's great. <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, I was walking around the neighborhood with two of our three children. Mm-hmm. Um, one had a friend, so she was up. Just running with the friend and having a good time. And so I hung up back with our youngest and he was talking to me. He was very excited about being out and having people giving him candy. Right. And telling him he was so cute. And like people coming the other way. He's like, hey, that house was really great, but nobody's house. No one told me the next one. And then, so skip that one. Like giving the kids the lay of the land. All the people. And And they'd be like, these people have full size Snickers. (laughs) That was great. Uh, At one point he runs up to me. He's like, Dad, Dad, can you believe it's flurrying? And I'm bundled up and freezing. It was our pretty much like our first real cold yeah. day. It was and a so, very unfortunate timing. And so I'm like, yeah, I, I can believe it. I, I can feel how cold it is. Of course, I, I, I can tell it's, it's, I'm not surprised it's flurrying. He's like, plus you can see all the flurs. <laughs> and like there was another <laughs> parent that we had just kind of synced up with beside me. And 
was like, just like oh, laughing. That's the best. That's great. I'm like, yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, it's raining. It rain. You see the rain when it rains. You see yeah. the flur when it flurries. You see, the, you see the snow when it snows. You see yeah. the flurs when it flurries. When it flurries. You see the, the one. It's one flur. One flur. <laughs> the singular flur. And and many flurries. <laughs> But yeah, but I was like texting and bitching at you like, it's so cold out here. And you're like, I'm from Chicago. <laughs> Suck it up. Right, literally every Halloween costume was like, how does this fit over a snowsuit? Like, mm-hmm. let's, let's think about it. And like your, your siblings were putting photos of their kids on Facebook and they are bundled up and there's legit four inches of snow behind them. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's. It Chicago got it worse this year, but hey, you know I can still complain because I had made a weaker stuff. Fine, fine. But we uh, we did that, and then we had uh, we immediately pivoted from Halloween to a Harry Potter themed birthday party. It was for a very a very hard pivot. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so eh, real fast pivot. Yes, a very a very fast pivot. The nice thing is that Halloween decor and Harry Potter decor has have a decent overlap on the Venn diagram. So we're like, we're going to take down the pumpkins cuz that's an American thing and replace it with skulls. And replace it with skulls, which, which I, were on sale. Which were on sale. So, so I almost bought you a lot of gourds at Target the I other day. I don't need any gourds. I'm yeah. okay though. Think so. I mean, I would appreciate it. I'd be like, "Ooh, I do love decorative gourd season, motherfuckers. Yeah, you could, like, cover our entire pan- piano with that, except for that little <laughs> sign that you have that you change. It'd be, like, hashtag squash goals. Hashtag squash goals. <laughs> that would be great. Love it. Yeah. But anyway, but I didn't do it, and I think they're probably all gone now. Mm-hmm. Next time. Next year. But anyway. Yeah, so that was our week. Yeah, it's been pretty good. So Yeah, had a, had a Harry Potter-themed birthday party where i made some um tabletop quidditch which is basically teaching our kids beer pong mm-hmm. uh but with hoops yeah so there's like a hoop you have to bounce through to get it into the cup so you got to do a little more planning yeah it's harder it's a lot harder i mean i can't do it at all i but, can't uh, beer pong so yeah it was part of my college education that cedarville university did not prepare for me right no i can't do any of those things nope. yeah so anyway but it was yeah it was good so ah mm-hmm. <sighs> But then we watched some movies today. We did. We watched, uh, like, first thing in the morning, they watched Harry Potter book four. Like, literally, I got up in the morning on. and it was on. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, they, we finished we finished the uh, reading of Harry Potter book four Saturday night. Right. And we have a little house rule of, like, you cannot watch the movie of Harry Potter until you've read the book. Yeah. So our oldest two have read the books themselves, but I'm reading out loud. And this is the first time our youngest is experiencing the books. Yes. He took Cedric's death much better than I thought he would. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he's, uh, yeah. He didn't like the movie version of it in, once they got to the graveyard. He was like, I know, He was like, I'm nope, out. I'm no, out. No, <laughs> he just, like, no. left the room. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's fair. But. Yeah. Um, he's seven, so, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Legit. It's fine. Uh, so they watched that. Then they watched the Steve Martin uh, Pink Panther movie. Which I've never seen. Uh, it has Beyonce in it. I've, I've only seen snippets We're gonna have to come back of this to this movie, one. but it is it seems bonkers. And I was very sad that I was not paying attention and could not discuss it so further. We're put a pin in that for later. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, and then for this evening's movie selection on Sunday evening, we had... A movie we've seen a few times. Yes, we have seen this movie many times. Uh, it's actually been in kind of, It was in high rotation for a little while, and mm-hmm. then it fell out. Uh, it is Dr. Seuss's The Lorax. The Lorax so, movie. Yes, the movie version. Because 
We need to milk the Seuss estate. Yeah, did Dr. Seuss die and all of his rights to his books just go bananas? Like, there has to be well, there's something that spurred this. So, no, it's it's just, I guess it's kind of the technology catching up with it. The right people Maybe. have the right options. Uh, little... Well, because like, they made some cartoons like in the 70s, like 1971 sure. or whatever. And then literally nothing happened mm-hmm. with Basusian Universe for like 20 years. Maybe 30 years. Yep. And then in the 2000s, we're like, oh, we're going to make some shit. And then it's been uh, just a real journey ever since. <laughs> this is the Lorax. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when it came out. It was a couple of years ago. Uh, it is from... Uh, 2012. 2012. So a number of years ago. Yes. From 2012. It is a musical. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. I, I mean, all of the Seuss things tend to fall into musicals because... Yeah, they tend to be musicals. Well, part of that's just because I think a lot of the old school Seuss stuff was musical, and so... And so they're like, that's how he would have wanted it. He liked music. He was real rhymy. Or like, we already have he, rights to these songs. He'd get on board with it. Right. But and so it's a musical. Um, it departs wildly from the original book. I it embellishes like it embellishes. there's a lot of mm-hmm. uh, going deeper into literally everyone's backstory. Well, okay, so initially, like the book is written to you as yeah. a second person story, right? Where you have to go and do this thing and see the one slur, and he'll tell you the story about the truffle trees and all this stuff, right? And so instead of being a story about you, it's a story about this kid named Ted, right? Who was named after Dr. Seuss, Theodore. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, um, who. Yeah, whatever. So he's Ted. Yes. He's voiced by Zach Efron. Zach Efron, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Zach Efron in a musical. Sure. Yeah, great. It go. makes sense. It's like going back to his roots. High school musical kid. Or just like just abs and music. Mm-hmm. And then his like love interest is Audrey. Right. Who is? Who's voiced by Taylor Swift? The Tay Tay herself. So and that's and Taylor Swift in. In 2012 that, yeah, like, was not nobody. Like no, it's not like somebody. oh, it's well oh, before, definitely. well before she was famous. I did no. not look up exactly what Taylor Swift albums had been released at this point, but suffice it to say, there were there were some. Yeah, she was they a were, force, right? At that point, so you have Zac Efron and Taylor Swift in a musical, and you're like, okay, I see where this is going. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't, because neither one of them. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them sings a note. Nope. In this entire musical. even in the ensemble pieces, <laughs> where, somehow where just... like literally every fucking person is singing. I guess they cost too much. Like I think it was like, okay, you want me to do voice work? Cool, it's cool. this much. Oh, you want me to sing? Okay, well, it's going to be this much, and I get a certain cut of the soundtrack or something. Mm-hmm. Right, and I own all the songs. Now. Meanwhile, Danny v- DeVito's in this thing. He'll sing for free. Like <laughs> I, to the movie. Director's credit, credit, credit. I'm not so apparent, no, guys. Yeah, it's fine. Credit. Uh, Danny DeVito does not sing. No, he doesn't. So praise Jesus for that. But like the big bad guy, Al- Aloysius O'Hare. Uh huh. Is Ed Helms? 
No, that's Rob Riggle. Oh, what? Ed Helms is the one slur. Oh, he's the one slur. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, Rob but, Riggle. So the, he sings. Yeah, Rob Riggle sings. Ed Helms sings like four songs. I yeah. mean, and like, you're fine, Ed Helms, but you're not Taylor Swift. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I, I, you know, again, you know, Ed Helms was in The Office, right? Yeah, he was in The Office. He was Andy. He was Andy in The Office. He brought that banjo out and sang and did some cool <laughs> stuff. And you're yeah. like, no, this guy's actually pretty talented. I mean, he's like an ironic musician. Yeah. Like, if he was better, maybe he'd be a real musician, but he decided to, like... He'd pursue comedy, and that's right. fine. It's fine. You're and fine. You're just not Taylor Swift. No, Sorry. Very few of us are. Nobody is. Taylor Swift is, but only after severe, like, audio processing <laughs> intervention. I mean, maybe. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But... We know. But, yes. Also, so, Betty White is in this. She's Betty White grandma. is in this. She is the grandma. Um, and she sings. And... Jenny Slate is yep. the mom, yep. like with her weird mom cartoon voice. Like mm-hmm. truly, Jenny Slate gets so much cartoon work. She's fantastic. She is. A, she's so funny. Yeah, she has a really funny voice. A really funny set of voices. Yeah, she is also uh, like she was uh, Mona Lisa. Um, yeah, in Parks and Rec, where Parks she was like, Rec. "Money, please." <laughs> like she was fantastic in that. Like she's great. I want more of her. Right, Apparently, yeah. I did look her up. She has a line of kids books that she's. Oh, written that's as so well. great! I know. Like I wish you good things, Jenny Slate. Yeah, yeah. And I'm think... glad that you got this part where you can sing when when Taylor Swift. <laughs> then Taylor Swift cannot sing. <laughs> so you know you've so got that on your resume. That. Yeah. Uh, but from a story point, so this Ted kid has a crush on Aubrey. Yeah. Aubrey's like a, I don't know, girl. Audrey. Audrey. Girl she knows. Sorry. Girl he knows. Yeah. From school or whatever. They're both like 12. Something, maybe 14. I don't know. Yeah. Like er- early 18, late preteen, kind mm. of. Yeah. And he's he's trying to like intersect his life with hers as much as possible right like he's purposely flying his remote control plane into her yard oh it crashed again eh right yeah and it's like oh he's like yeah i'm just real bad at planes and she's like maybe you should get a different hobby (laughs) (laughs) maybe you should pursue different interests because this sucks you're not great at this (laughs) yep but she's like painting and she's painted all these truffle trees which are Right. Like palm trees topped with Q-tips. Right. They're basically like cotton candy topped mm-hmm. uh, like palm, palm trees. trees. They're like really long and skinny and they just grow these like really poofy, poofy leaves. Yeah. And so part of the story is that they live in a completely artificial city where there are right. no trees. There's no grass. There's, there's no nothing. trees. In, yeah. It's, it's all just, just plastic and plastic and lights. And... Yeah. And so she wants to see a tree and he's like. Well, and he's like, where did you learn about trees? And she's like, I read about them in a book. Like, there's a yeah. book somewhere. Like, did you know that trees clean the air? And he was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and she's which, like, I know. I read about it in a book. Yeah, which starts to underline the whole, like, sort of pseudo-environmentalism of this thing. I mean, it's not pseudo-environmentalism. It's environmentalism, <laughs> environmentalism. Have you ever read the Lorax? No, I've read the it, Lorax. It, it, the subtext... Is not subtle. No, but it is also written on dead trees, so this is a... I mean, if you love trees, you should buy paper, because that's how trees get planted, because that's capitalism. <laughs> right. Well, and the other part of this is that this movie is against, like, consumer culture, and it is made by the same people that made you 87 Despicable Me films. Yes. And yes, it's a real, very, everywhere. very strange bedfellows. Yeah. I mean, it's all about money. Right. 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 That's just... But anyway. Yeah, so... 
So anyway, so so Audrey's like I trees. need a tree. I want to see a tree. Trees, trees would be amazing. He's like, so what? Like hypothetically, if like someone found you a tree, she would be like, I'd marry him on the spot. Is that weird? I feel like that's probably weird. It is weird. <laughs> and my kids are like, yeah, that's weird. Don't do that. Don't just marry. Don't just marry someone who brings you a tree. They could be a murderer. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you're not wrong. Out. Thanks for not wanting to marry someone who just brings you a tree. <laughs> but he, he takes it as a mission. Right. He's like, oh, well, this is how I'm going to win Audrey's heart. I'm just going to find her a tree. Mm. So he starts asking, like, his mom and his grandma, like, hey, what do you guys know about trees? And his mom's like, uh, I don't know anything about trees. We have this, like, cool electric tree, and it, like, changes colors and stuff. Like, Yeah, it goes through all the seasons. Summer... Winter, fall, and disco. disco. Yeah. And it plays the shelf, the, the, the hustle. Yeah. And like, truly, that seems like a cool ass tree. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's all right. Yeah. I'm here for it. But also, real trees. Right. But like, also, she's like, real trees have like bugs and dirt and leaves that fall and grow shit. Like, I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Someone who's like looking outside at the pile of leaves that our trees have dropped, I mean, I'm like, mm. She yeah, got a has point. a point. And then um, the grandma is like, I, I know. Betty White. Betty White. She's like, I know where to find a tree. And the mom is like, Mom, are you, did you take all your meds? Like, are you okay? And she was like, oh, I'm just an old lady who forgets things. I forgot my teeth. Can you go find them? She's like, chill up, Mom. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> like, yeah, there's some definite there's aggression a, there. Right, real, like, aggression, aggression. She's like, I'll go find your teeth. Don't worry about it. And she and she pulls her teeth out of her pocket. So here's what you do. And she goes into, like, full, like, ultra-dramatic mode. Like, where she, Mission and this, Impossible, I think, mission like, this briefing. is the only part where they quote Dr. Seuss. This mm-hmm. and, like, there's a little part where Audrey talks about the truffle trees. And uh, they're like, oh, they say that they were soft as silk and they smelled like butterfly milk. And Ted's like, what does that even mean? And she was like, I know, right? <laughs> You're like... Thank you for that. Like, it doesn't help. <laughs> but also, like, let's just kind of lampshade the fact that, like, Dr. Seuss was probably on acid. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe it just sounded cool. And maybe because he was on acid. And maybe he just made it all up. Yeah, it's anyway. fine. But, uh, so she gives him directions on how to find this guy named the Onceler. Right, the grandma does. Yeah. The grandma's like, you go to the edge of town um, where, you know, the wind smells sour. No, no, whatever. Birds ever seeing except for old crows and like whatever. But mm. she like pulls the lights and turns them all off and she's like very spooky. And he was like, Grandma, what is your deal? <laughs> like you're being a little dramatic about this. Right. But. And so um, you're supposed to bring him like 15 cents and a nail and like a shell of a great great grandfather's nail and then it'll tell you all about trees. So there's this uh, scene where she, he's like gathering all the stuff. He grabs his 15 cents, he grabs his nail, and then he finds this nail and it's this one, it's a snail. It's still alive. So he's bringing the whole snail, not just the shell. And the snail has like a beard and glasses. <laughs> And that's how you can tell he's a very old snail. Maybe that's just the kind of thing. So in this completely artificial town, yes, they have snails. Like, well, yeah. So what does this snail eat? It's not wood, right? It's not leaves. No. It's not grass. They are decomposers. It's not. It's not any foods. I don't know. How did this snail survive? Magic snail. Magic snail. So we found the only magic snail that survived in his whole yeah. Like, well, I mean, let's town. Just, let's just be a little honest. 
the lengths a boy will go for a girl. I mean, truth. Truth. Moving heaven and earth to find... Right. Preteen hormones. There's some serious drugs. <laughs> right. Having survived puberty. <laughs> Holy crap. It's a... Right. So, I mean, sure. Do I, do I believe he would do that? Yes. Yes, 100%. But, like, it, ma- it made it seem easy. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> in the In the montage. Like, in real life, he'd be looking for this fucking snail. For, like, <laughs> like months. For months. Um, so. so then he goes to the... He tries to go to the edge of town mm-hmm. first? Or does he go to the edge of town first? Uh, he kind of gets there, but it's a convoluted journey. Right, he gets to the edge of town and he sees the ones there. And he's like, hey, I brought you, like, 15 cents and a nail and a snail. Like, tell me what about the trees. And he was like, I need marshmallows. <laughs> like, yeah. He gives him like a couple of little hints, and then he's, he's like, like yeah. marshmallows later. Yeah, it's like, yeah, there are trees and stuff, and uh, and I'm the reason they're not here anymore. You need to come back for like 15 more installments of my life story. Yeah, and then I'll finally get to the part where the trees are. Which again, like, would a would a prepubescent or a pubescent teenage boy do this absolutely ridiculous thing for the hand of a girl? Probably. Yeah, probably. That kind of tracks. But this is really concerning behavior from an adult. Yes. Yes. This is something that if, like, one of my kids was like, I'm going out of town and I'm meeting up with this guy. With this strange old man that you've never heard of. um, And he's making a request to me and I'm bringing him presents. And uh, I'd be like, yeah, we're making some phone calls. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going with you next time. Like. Yeah. And I'm going to meet this guy, and we're going to look him up on the registry, and there's going to be some things. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. But, no. <laughs> Somehow, this is fine. This is all fine. I mean, you know, in the Susian universe, it's all fine. Yeah, but this is... The voice of this guy is Ed Helms. Yes. And it turns out he was he is the Onceler. Yes. His name is Onceler. Onceler. What a terrible name. It's not great. But it's Dr. Seuss. Right. What are you going to do? But, like, you also have people named Ted. And Audrey. Well, yeah, but they were they were <laughs> written into the story by people who weren't Dr. Seuss. <laughs> who weren't Dr. Seuss and would have named him, like, Kameep. Yes, probably. Only if, only if it rhymes with that. Well, yeah, something. but I don't know. Once there doesn't seem like it really lends itself to rhyming. To rhyming, yeah. But it at least has kind of that rhythmic thing that fits into the... the Once alert, ba-da-da-ba-da-ba-ba thing. We talked about when the Grinch right. came up. Right, um, but anyway, so it, it turns out he had he was a failure in a lot of things, and his mom was kind of a jerk. Oh my goodness, so much uh, trying to get his mother to love him. Yeah, a lot of ton packing that. Yeah, whole yeah like, whew. So he takes off to try to figure out what he's going to do with his life, and he ends up to in seek a his fortune. Yeah, he ends up in a forest, and he makes friends with the wildlife, who is like a bunch of bears and some ducks. Right, some fish. Some fish. Who don't always need to be in water it's for some Seuss. reason. It's Dr. Seuss. Right. And um, so there's a lot of things going on. And he decides he's like, he cuts down a truffle tree at one point. Mm-hmm. And out of this dump pops our titular character, the Lorax. The Lorax. Again, played by Danny DeVito. Right. Who, again, I mean... The Venn diagram of movies starring Zac Efron, Taylor Swift, and Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito, and Betty White. It's only this movie. Like, it's only here. This is the one moment that we caught lightning in a bottle, ladies and gentlemen. It'll never get better than this. Right. Will it? Will it? It will. But we'll be fine. (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, so Danny DeVito's like giving him a lecture about he's like, hey, you can't cut down these trees. Trees are important and shit. Yeah, I speak for the trees, man. I speak for the trees. And he's like, I've never seen you before. There's trees all over this fucking place. Like, where were you before I cut down a tree? Like, well, I didn't need me before I I cut down a tree. I feel like you're kind of slacking. Like, might might be too little, too late. (laughs) But it's just a tree. What's the big deal, right? Right. He's like, it's just one tree. There's a million trees. Like, it'll be fine. Yeah, but don't do that. Yeah, and he's like, don't do that anymore. He's like, okay, we'll, like, carefully pluck their little fluff balls to make our... Needs. Needs. Feeds? Feeds. It's like a scarf. It's... Made from... It seems like something you would bring home. Yeah, it's a a very nice... It's not a circular scarf. Is it, though? It's not. It's a regular scarf. It's not circular. But it's got holes in it. Because you can wear it as a shirt or a hat or... Mm-hmm. Um, you can wear it as a skirt. Can at one you wear point. it as yeah. a... Like they, so it's a tube. It's like a tube of cloth. A tube of cloth. Which, again, that's a circular scarf, isn't it? I mean... It's a very long tube. It can be. It stretches into non-physical form. Like, it really... It's really magical. Like, truly, this is a great product. Yeah, it would be fantastic. But it's made out of truffle tree silk, so it's super soft, and it's... Very absorbent. But, like, initially he has a really hard time selling it. And then he starts selling them and they start catching on. Right. So it like accidentally lands on a pretty girl. Yes. And she like turns her head and everyone's like, she's beautiful and I need whatever's on her head. Like, and uh, the animators for this movie are very lazy because every pretty girl has Aubrey's face. Yeah. Or it's just Ted who's taking the one slur's words and every time, yeah, I think like the one slurs like she's the most beautiful girl you've ever seen. He's like, he's like, I know what that looks like. <laughs> so, but I don't think they were being that meta. I think they were just being lazy. Yeah, and so the one slurs, he's telling the story, but like he also includes a whole lot of diversions. And like at one point, there's a story about how he ended up, you know, in his bed, and they were trying. The animals were trying to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Or the the Lorax was trying to get rid of him, and he ended up floating down the river in his bed. Right. And this like, scene towards... takes, like, 30 minutes, I swear. Right, like, towards a waterfall. Yeah, and it's a whole rescue thing with the fish and the bears and the... It's a whole thing. And I'm like, this was unnecessary, to say the least. But here we are. But here we Watching are. it in vivid color, because it was, like, 20 or 30 minutes of, like ridiculous dialogue-free slapstick comedy. Right, which it didn't uh, enhance the plot at all. It's just like, well, what happened at the beginning and also what happened at the end, exactly the same, everything's the same, nothing right. changed. But, like, yeah, I mean, if you were trying to make a shoestring budget film, I guess, slapstick comedy's great. It's like the Minions not really using English. Right. That you don't have to dub them with right. extra actors. You can just kind of fake it and it's fine. So, anyway, so he... but. He, he fig- they figure out that this girl likes it, and they have another musical number about how everybody needs this steed. Right. Everybody needs a steed. And everyone's yeah. like, yes, it sounds great. And then his his mom and his brothers show back up. Yes. And they're like, hey, we heard you're doing great. I heard you have money. I heard you have money. And he's like, I mean, I don't have tons of money, but like, yeah, things things are looking good. Like, I'm really proud of myself. And um, mm-hmm. they're like, here's the deal. Yeah. We need you to make money faster. Like, so we're just going to cut down all the trees. And he's like, you can't cut down the trees. Like, I made a deal with Lorax that we wouldn't cut down the trees. He's like, but... Bunny. Money. But money. And he was like, I mean, sure, cut down some of the trees. You know, like... Yeah. And, uh... 
And the Lorax, like, and so they start cutting down trees, and the Lorax comes and is like, hey, you're cutting down too many trees. Like, you gotta stop. And he's like, but, like, I'm making money. And there's a lot of trees. And there's a lot of trees. And it'll be fine. And he's like, you'll keep, you'll keep doing it until it won't be fine. Like, I understand this is how people are, because they fucking suck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. you, you have to stop. But, like, I'm only gonna leverage friendship. Like, I'm not gonna, like, kick your ass or, like, he's do... He's a magical... Or, like, do thing. anything. Yeah. Like, he has, like, no powers. Yeah, other than magical elfiness. Right. Meanwhile, like, while this story is being told, Ted is coming in and out of the, out of the right. city to come back right. to the Right, through the, like, more. 15 parts of bringing and, him marshmallows. Yeah, and so Rob Riggle, uh, Aloysius... Right, so Aloysius O'Hare... notices who, it. Who owns the company that uh, bottles air and sells clean air yeah. to the people of Eville because their their air is not so clean. At a um, not so subtle dig at bottled water companies. Right, right, and uh, it's like, um, and the his whatever uh, henchman. Sure, henchman, uh, henchman finds Ted, mm-hmm. and they're like, "What are you doing poking around the edge of town?" Like, or leaving town or whatever. And, he, and he's like, uh, you know, I'm just going around. I'm a kid doing kid stuff. Like, he has the, for, the forethought to be like, I need to lie about what I'm doing because <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. Right. Well, and also I think there's, like, maybe a little bit of embarrassment of, like, I am involved in this ridiculously overdrawn plot to impress a girl. Right, right. It's basically a Ponzi scheme, but to impress a girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> And even his like little adolescent brain was like, it's like it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not the most efficient here. use of time. But anyway, he, and so there, he's on their radar now that they're suspicious of him, and think he's trying to like do something outside of town to like restart fresh air or something. They're not really sure, but they're keeping their eye on him just in case he's a troublemaker. Right. And so he ends up back at the Wunsler who finishes his story about how. He's they like, did chop down all the right. trees. He's like, and then I chopped down the last tree, and then the Lorax re- left, and then cursed me not to ever be able to die, which is why I've been out here breathing this terrible air and growing this amazing beard mm-hmm. for all of time. Just, like, waiting on these seeds. Like, just waiting for someone else to come. Even though I can plant the seeds, they're right there. I have mm. dirt everywhere. I can plant these seeds. <laughs> but, but I just need to... But I'm, I'm going to wait for someone else mm-hmm. to do something about it, because maybe I don't trust myself... To not... No. Like, because, like, his business was already closed. It's not like, oh, the tree grew, and now I'm going to cut it down and make another thief to, like, sell to no one. Nobody wants seeds anymore. Yeah, they're so last year. Right. Well, I think it's... Or seven years ago. Yeah, I think it's partially, like, he... Like you said, he can't die until... I don't don't know that. Like, that was just my speculation. Okay, I was like, I didn't remember that at all. But, man, I got dark fast. Um, I'm doomed to walk this earth. Right, but it's truly like... It's like a Bob Marley kind of... Not Bob Marley. uh, I don't know who you're trying to reverence. Marley from Christmas Carol. (laughs) Whose name was not Bob. Bob Cratchit. Jacob Marley. Right. Bob Marley's completely different. <laughs> I'm going to start a band named Jacob Cratchit. That Jacob just makes, Cratchit? like, really folky Bob Marley <laughs> versions of Bob Marley songs. Anyway, um, put that in a pin. Bob Marley tribute band called Jacob Cratchit. Yeah, anyway. Um, but they, uh, but, yes. My gosh, where was I? But, yeah, so he's got this Marley kind of thing going right, on. Yeah, doomed to walk the earth. 
where he's got to like show other people the error of his own ways. But like, he doesn't go redemption. out and look other look for no, other he's people. Really he's not. like, I'm just phoning this in. If someone comes to me and brings me seventy five bags of marshmallows, I might tell them where trees come from. Like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, Audrey figured it out from a book. I don't even need you. <laughs> There's so, a book at the library. <laughs> but at the end of his story, after he's given the whole cautionary tale, he does throw a seed down he's the He's like, head. I have a seed. It's the last the one. Truffle is tree seed. We'll you, get back to that line. Right. But... You, can, you can plant it. Plant mm-hmm. it in the middle of town so that everyone can see it. And, and they can remember what trees are. And they can are. remember what trees are. And they can be excited about trees and whatever. Right. That's your goal. So he comes back into town with the seed, and when he gets home, you know, Aloysius O'Hare there, the bad guy, is in his house with his henchmen. Right. Eating cookies with his mom or whatever. Yeah. And it's this this whole shakedown thing where you realize this guy is is the law. He's the boss hog of... Right. He is both the mayor of the town, and he owns the company where, like, all these people work. Right. So he is, yeah, he is the big guy of this town. And he is, you know, he's just going to get his way. He needs to find out where this tree is. He needs the seed. Right. He's trying to shake him down, trying to get it. Ted had held, hidden it in his room. And so Aloysius figures I out. I think they had another altercation with Ted before this one where he was like, stay out of, like, stay out of Malibu Lebowski. Like, yeah, exactly like that. A hundred percent. Because he was Roz from it, Monsters, Inc. It was, it was, as the sheriff from <laughs> yes. <Ted> Lebowski. <laughs> That's what Rob Ruggles sounds like in this movie. <laughs> it's not. It's really not. Right. But, yeah, there was a little altercation before when they got caught. And, right. Yeah. Where he was like, stop stop going out of town. Like, why would you ever leave this town? This town is fucking perfect. I've got cameras anywhere. I've got cameras everywhere. And I was like, is that even legal? But no. I guess he, like, owns the town. Well, and also, we're not in America. I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't, don't know. know where we are. We I don't assume, have I assume we have to be, like, a... They have to be like a loose association of like city states where interstate inner city travel is pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Like people don't seem to move to Thiedville. Well, my my assumption or move would, away from Thiedville. So so then the greater I've, Seuss cinematic universe. Yes. So we have established that there is some sort of Thiedville location with truffle mm-hmm. trees. I believe you can like the um, Horton yes who universe. There are truffle trees back in the background there, yes. so they're not too far off. And of course, the Who's are on in a Whoville hoo- in a mite of dust that right Horton hears. But isn't all of it in a mite of dust? Well, and there may be multiple mites. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So like that that would be like city states that I think so. where inter interstate travel is rare. Yeah. So people don't move to Thiedville. Or People out. don't leave Thiedville. Just one inbred so, little right, cluster. right. So their genes have to be pretty. That's why all the girls pure. look alike. That's why all the girls look like Audrey. They have solved it. Yeah, it's because of the inbreeding. Because of the inbreeding. <laughs> this this went weird. I mean, where else is we this supposed to go? <laughs> we got to figure some things out here. But anyway, um, so there's what happens next is like they go crashing up into Ted's room, which. As a, again, a teenage boy having people crashing your room and like tossing it would be mm-hmm. mortifying. Yeah, so terrifying. Terrifying, but they don't find the seed because Ted's grandma had found it and yeah, hid and it, stole it, and was just enraptured with this thing. Like, oh my gosh, it's a seed. We have to plant it in the middle of town. 
Like, her and Lensler had the exact same game plan. Yeah. Almost like they were working together. <gasps> Secret lovers. Secret lovers. <gasps> the Lensler is Ted's grandpa. <laughs> and or dad. And or, or dad. with the inbreeding, possibly both. <laughs> oh. oh. Anyway. You so, never see Ted's dad. No, you don't. Um, so, Ted manages to leave town or leave his house right. with it. So, so picks up Aubrey because she's necessary. First, in this plot. first the mom comes like yeah. back to his room because the um the O'Hare guy was like, you know what I would love right now some cookies, and she was like, we don't have cookies. We don't have cookies. Like, well, you should make some. Well, you should make some, and so we can like shake down Ted alone. Right, so you can shake down Ted alone, and she was like. Okay, I'll be right back. And then, like, she comes back maybe early or whatever. And she was like, What the fuck is going on here? I don't care who you are. Get the fuck out of my house. Like, yeah, she lays down a smack. It's right. great. Like, leave. Like, you were not you were not to treat my son this way. You were not to treat me this way. And you're like, not getting any cookies. And you're not getting any cookies. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, and so kicks them out. And they're like, Well, that O'Hare delivery truck is just still, like, out there. Like, I'm sure they're going to tail us wherever we go. Like, we need a plan. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and then Audrey comes over, and I was like, hey, Ted. And he's like, hey. And he yanks her in into the fold. So, like, he doesn't go get her. Like, she comes That's right. to him. And he was like, here's the deal. We have a truffle tree. We have to we have to plant it in the middle of town. Like, but those people are going to be on us, and, like, we have to be sneaky. Mm-hmm. And so there's so the, a whole Mission Impossible so thing. So the whole Mission Impossible thing where the mom. Uh, and the grandma. Well, oh, the mom takes off. The mom takes off, and it looks like Ted's in the back of her car because mm. she has a dummy set up, but nobody knows that. So the O'Hare guy goes after her, and she goes off this like bridge that's not being oh she finished, totally, like, and she like awesome does this stuff. like swirl park thing where she's like she's like right it. to the edge of uh, town. Uh, she has a disco ball instead of uh, like fuzzy dice. Mm-hmm. Her uh, license plate says like "Funky Mom" or something. <laughs> it's into—it's ridiculous. She's it's wearing great. driving gloves. Like she, she goes for she, it. She like Tokyo drifts this motherfucker all the way through town. Um, so like she's like the first version, and then the—I don't know why they didn't split up again, but. Ted and Aubrey and the grandma are all together to get the the seed to the center of town. Well, right. not really the center of town. Just like the they center call plaza. It, yeah, yeah. The, like, where everybody hangs out. But it's not the center of town because it's actually very near the, like, edge wall of town. <laughs> yeah, the geography of town makes no sense. Right. Whatever. Right. But you know what I mean. Like, it's, it's a place where people hang out. Right. And so they end up, like... Getting through scrapes and just narrowly avoiding. And at one point, they're, like, going down a ski lift in Ted's monocycle moped Right, thing. right. And the grandma, it's like, peels off room. and does, like, slaloming. And she's, like, flirting with scares. Yeah. And, uh... Because she's Betty White. I yeah. feel like that's what Betty White does she, normally. She has her cane and she, like, loops it around things. And she's, like, flying in the air. And Using the, it as a... Grandmas defy physics. Yeah, that's just... Do. That's what I learned in this movie. Yep. Grandma's and, defy physics. But they do get to the middle of town. Grandma hijacks a conveniently located bulldozer. Right. Smashes into the plastic. Yeah. And there's dirt underneath. Well, she knocks the head off of a statue of O'Hare. Oh, yes. Which I don't think was entirely necessary, but at the same time was... Was around. necessary. Like, it was It's just a gold a, statue, too. Like, it's real gaudy. It's real... Yeah. It's a lot. 
It's like those creepy bronze statues that are in parks. Mm. Can we just stop? Yeah, <laughs> Can we just stop? Creepy, creepy statues in parks. Like, no, no one finds you appealing. Creepy old man statue just sitting on a bench. Because I'm always like, oh my god, there's a man there. And you're like, oh wait, no, it's a statue. <laughs> Remember uh, at college when we graduated, they unveiled yes. what we called the Graven, which was a bronze statue of a former president. Yeah, and it was. But it was weird. Not a great likeness like it was real in that uncanny valley yeah where it didn't look enough like him his head was about 30 percent smaller than it should have been like yes. it looked like they built the body and like phoned out the head but there was a slight disagreement at the scale they were working at right right his head was a little too small and then like his facial features were just like off and off like yeah i don't know just, i don't know, I don't know if it was funny. creepier because i knew what the man was supposed to look like. Yeah, I but, talked with him. He's a cool guy. Right, he's fine. But, like, or if it was just, like, firmly in that uncanny valley and I would have always found it unsettling. But, uh, long story short, very unsettling. <laughs> but, anyway. So, she... So, Grandma cracks it open and then there's a musical number. Right, so there's dirt underneath. And right. they're like, we're gonna plan it. And O'Hare's like, you can't plan it. Like, I own this town. I do what I want. And all you people are my people. And he starts and doing this huge disinformation campaign about About, how, like, trees are dirty, and they bring in, like, pests and bees of sting and... Poisonous ants. Poisonous ants and stuff. So you wouldn't want that. Think of the children. The leaves are going to fall. The leaves are going to fall and make a mess. I was like, uh... I don't know. We've never seen deciduous trees in this universe. We only see those poofy cotton candy trees where apparently you have to, like, pull the puff out of them to make a feed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if... It, I don't know. I don't know. Do they have deciduous trees? Perhaps they do. Because mm-hmm. the mom had an oak-o-matic uh, 3000. Yeah. So oaks are a thing. So oaks are a thing. They're not all truffles. Right. They're not all truffle trees. But through uh, through the power of song... Through the power of song. They convince themselves... They convince the whole town... Well, I mean, Zach doesn't really... Or, Zach, I say Zach Efron. He doesn't actually <laughs> take part in the song. And neither does Taylor Swift, neither even though they Swift. are there. They're the central parts of this thing. And so the rest of the town just sings around them that they should do this thing. And so they end up planting the tree. They run Aloysius out of town. They knock the wall Where down. does he go? I don't know. Next city state over. There's no denouement? Uh, no. He ends up in Whoville? No yeah. No, because he would have to shrink. He's out there terrorizing Horton. Maybe. Um, but they knock down the walls so they can see the devastation They're like, look, outside. it's all terrible. And they're like, oh, I guess we got some work to do. And, like, it kind of ends there for the people. But then we, sh- like, shift back to the Onceler. Right. Right. So they plant, they plant the um, tree and you see it grow, mm-hmm. like time lapse. Time lets it grow, and then when it gets, well, like, sapling-sized, uh, mm-hmm. you see it, and it's not actually the tree in the middle of town, it's the tree in the Onceler's house, and he has, like, a hundred fucking trees in front of his yard. Uh, and this is was like, I thought he said this was the last seed. Right. Does he just keep giving out the seeds last seed? to kids who, like, are like, Coke, we'll plant in the middle of town, it's the last seed, and you're like, maybe he'll survive. Maybe he'll be murdered by capitalism. Like, we'll see. Or, you know, like, he just has a handful of them so that, you know, all these little punk kids that are like, hey, I bought you all the stuff. He's like, cool, you got a seed, go plant it. And then they're like, yeah, nah. All right, I don't feel but like it. But he finally it. figured, like, you have to make this kid earn it over, like, 37 sessions. With right. 
crap tons of marshmallows and increasingly esoteric right demands demands and like put them in mortal peril <laughs> and then they finally own this thing and will do it and like, maybe maybe that's when they'll plant it and like okay well we got one in the middle of town good enough i guess i'll just plant the rest of these out here right where no where i could have done that anyway right Right. Like, I don't, I don't understand. And then the Lorax comes back. He had disappeared when the last of the trees got caught down. Right. And as soon as there's, like, sapling-sized trees everywhere, Lorax is back, and the Wenser's like, cool, my buddy's back. I'm like, no, that that asshole abandoned you. Also, like, you're not friends. You're not friends. You're not friends. odds. Yeah. At best. At best. You are colleagues. Yeah. And then it ends. And we get, like, we're treated to, like, this gospel rendition of Let It let, let it grow, it grow. The, the musical number from the end. Right. Who is right. sung by? I don't know. I knew this. It's um not Taylor Swift. It's actually Jenny Sleep. <laughs> it's not. Great job, Jenny. Jenny, you, you did great. It. You did fantastic. You you're, you're great in this. But yeah, Taylor and Zach. Yeah. No no musical singing. in which they are cast and do not sing. It's very odd. But hey, Danny was great. Yeah, so... This has got to be my second favorite Danny DeVito starring um, children's program. Ooh, what's your first? Uh, Matilda. I've never seen Matilda. You've never seen Matilda? No. Danny DeVito directed that. Really? I've never seen it. And starred in it. And kind of like the the girl that played Matilda. Mm -hmm. Like, her mom was like dying of cancer during production oh my god that's so terrible and actually did not make it to the theatrical release of matilda oh my god instead danny devito arranged for a showing in her hospital room for her so she could see her daughter's movie before she passed away and the girl that played matilda uh, mara wilson i don't know she says she has nothing but fantastic things to say about her time with Danny DeVito and him as a person. And you're like, that I'm little... Glad. That I'm li- glad. Because he looks like <laughs> such a little scuzz bucket. Like, he really looks like I'm, something... I'm glad he, like, overcame his physical form. <laughs> but, like, he is apparently, like, almost everybody you hear... It's like, like, oh, no, he's, like, well, the like, best. And, like, him and Rhea Perlman have been hanging out for, like, literally 60 years. Right. Like, and they're like, oh, no, he's so funny. Like, I wish nothing but good things on Danny DeVito. Yes. Him and Betty White, may they outlive us all. May they outlive us all. And they're all. both in this film. Yes. Um, but yeah, but this movie, yeah, yeah, it was... It was fine? It was It was stretched a little thin. Yeah, there's... It there's is, I do not need to know the whole Wenzler's no. backstory. In the... Like, so the Wenzler's the villain, and there's definitely a part where he's like, oh shit, I'm the villain. But, like, he doesn't have a full arc. No. Like, he definitely is... You, they made him sympathetic and or like, yeah, a sympathetic character in this movie because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, he was just trying to like get his business and earn his mother's love and like he was misguided and he made some bad decisions, but he's not a bad person. But then he like, like I feel like they never really closed anything out because they yeah. took that to the end. They took the the story of them like planting this tree and then knocking down a wall and you're like, now what? Now what? Now, are you and still then, are you still buying air? What do you do? How do you like yeah. push your society to more green things? And, I don't know. Yeah, and then like there's and then at the end, you know, the ones there's there and the Lorax comes back and you're like, oh great, what what the fuck does this mean? Right, the Lorax is back. Sounds and, great. Because it's not like he was always here. Yeah, he was. He's only here when trees get cut down. 
And then when too many trees are cut down, he's like, I'm out. What? Yeah, what is he good for? Yeah, so now that there's, like, four trees you can cut down, he's like, I'm back. You're like, really? Wouldn't you be back after I cut down one of the trees? <laughs> like, I don't understand. I don't understand. But, like, it's just kind of, eh, you know, hand wave, whatever, it happened. Right. Cool. Right, and the monster is like, oh, yay, my friend came back. And the Lux is like, we're like work friends. <laughs> like, you're not taking me to doctor's appointments. You're not that kind of friend. <laughs> nope. But, yeah. it's But it's just a weird, weird movie. Yeah. I'm not sure I liked it. How did you feel about Lorex the book? Did you like it? It was all right. I mean, it's a it's kind of a typical Seuss book where you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's got a neat meter. But it's, yeah. It is, I mean, of course, it is an environmental book. It is. And this is the the weird anti-corporate message in a corporate movie, which, by the way, had over 70 corporate, like, commercial tie-ins of, like, the Lorax's face appearing on, um, <laughs> like, like, diapers. Dis- disposable yogurt containers. Yeah. At one point, it was used to advertise a Mazda SUV. And people are just like, what? Did you... Did anybody read this book? Did you guys read the book or watch the movie? Is this, like, a, is this a very sustainable SUV? <laughs> like... No, not really. It was it was like a Mazda, so it wasn't like one of the huge like Armadas. But right, like, it but was, it was like a CRV. It was a CX five, I think. But still, it was just yeah. Like you're not. I think the whole you know the point of the movie was like corporate. Corporate interests will always Spoilers. look out for themselves, and, and you need to really, like, tamp that shit down. And Meanwhile, look at our corporate sponsors and buy their <laughs> shit. Like, right, right. Like, you need to think about who you are as a consumer and who you're supporting. And you're like, oh, but also... But also, here's the halo that we can put on top of a couple of corporate sponsors to make right. them look environmentally responsible. Right. Also, for a like, fee. adorable children's movie. Uh, yeah, so that was a thing. But yeah, I don't know. That was just a movie. It was adequate, but it was not. It's not going to change my view on anything. Uh, yeah. Except Danny DeVito. It's fine. So, it's fine. But no, I didn't really change my. Just confirmed my view. Danny DeVito is <laughs> so, great. Everything's great. Fantastic. Everything he does is magic. Right. So that's all I got. So what did we learn? Um, they will never stop making Doctor Seuss movies. Mm-hmm. So what's the next one? One what? fish, two fish. Yes, that's what I was going to say. It's going to be a thing. A story of diversity in the sea. And we will, yeah, exactly. And we'll have They're going like... to turn just that part into a whole movie. Yeah. About that one, like, blue fish is all ostracized from all the other fish because it's blue. But really, it's special. It's special. Your diversity is your strength and your strength is your diversity. Right. Yeah, I see it. Um, corporate sponsorship is bad unless you are a movie studio in which it's how you get shit done. Right. So that's important to know. Uh, don't cut down all the trees. Don't cut all the trees. You might eat them later. You should plant some trees while you're cutting down trees. Chicks dig trees. Yes. That's important. The ladies, they do love some trees. Mm-hmm. Is that a metaphor? No. Okay. <laughs> Um, Betty White. Well, Betty White. All. She's gonna outlive us all. She's yes. fantastic, and I love her. Her and Danny DeVito. Right, they're great. Uh, they De- sh- they should be more movies together. <laughs> they had no like interaction in this no, movie. No, they really didn't. But can so. I just say that, like, in a movie with like Zac Efron and and Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, that I'm like, 
Let's talk about Danny DeVito. Let's talk about Danny DeVito. Like, that that's says how a great, lot about things. That's how great Zac Efron and Taylor Swift were in this movie. That's not wrong. They were entirely replaceable with literally, with literally anyone. anyone else. It was not great. Um, apparently, Zac Efron and Taylor Swift are too expensive to actually get to sing in your movie. Right, so don't just, bother. Just don't bother. Just, just don't bother. If they're not singing, you don't need them. No, just, yeah, get anyone else. I'll do it for free. Like... If you, if I mean, you not money. free. Yeah, I would take my time is valuable. Is it? It's not real valuable. <laughs> Do you know how much time I put into this podcast for oh. literally no money? <laughs> we no, we did cash out. It's we got for to love. ten dollars. We got to ten dollars. Yeah, you do it for love. We yeah, we're currently clearing about fifty cents a week. I know, right? That's amazing. It's amazing, all <laughs> of you listeners out there. Thank you. Thank you so much. We. Um, I would say we wouldn't be here without you, but that's not true. Because we were here before you got here, so we'll be here after you're gone. No, we won't. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? We're going to do this till we stop. <laughs> that's a very reassuring. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll do it. Um, but no. Uh, yeah, I would I would do voiceover work. Sure. I'd a studio in the basement and like go down I'm, there. And... I mean, yeah, maybe not build a studio in the basement for doing it for free. That no, might, not for free. That might, be, that might be too much of an investment. If you're out there and you want me to do voiceover, I will do it for you building a studio in my basement. Same. Like, Same. If I would you do want that. these illustrious pipes as part of your cartoon, if you're like, I can only picture these voices in my cartoon, go for it. Well, famously, so famously, um, Pixar tends to get NPR voices <laughs> right. in their things, and that's because they hear these voices on the radio. And they start to write characters that they realize they're just using the voice from certain NPR personalities. And they're like, oh, no, wait, this is this is just this person. <laughs> and and then they just, they're like, hey, I wonder if she'd be willing to do it. And they reach out and they're like, sure. I mean, yeah, for money. Like, yeah, I mean, I'll do anything. I like money. So they, they get these people to come and do voiceover work for them. Well, and I'm sure NPR people are like, I'm real good at reading shit. Like, yeah, I can, I can read I, shit. I can read some shit. Like well, and also I have like access to pretty good recording. Right, stuff. I can I can read some shit on the radio, and I know how to do like work my way around a studio and take direction. Right, I like, know not to say um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is something I. Uh, We're not great at. Um, not yeah, great at. Like and uh, all the ums. Sure. So, uh, so much editing happening. <laughs> and it's still more so now than ever. Yes, but anyway, um, but I think that's all we learned. Mm-hmm. And. Um, there it is again. Shoot. Yes. Right. I'm trying. <laughs> so I think that's all we learned. And that's kind of the end of the day. I guess. Yeah. So, Thanks so much for tuning in. Yes. Thank you so much to our 20 some odd listeners. Right. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time. And uh, please parent responsibly. <laughs>